Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Very good evening, Malcolm Blight and David Wildy for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris end of financial year dealers have been extended to the 31st of July. Get up to $3,000 free accessories on Polaris Rangers. Big showdown this week, but let's welcome Malcolm Blight. Bloody, how are you? Good, thanks, David. Um, I believe you've had a bit of a um, a thing happen to you today. Oh, that's a terrible way to start, isn't it? Something happened to you today you want to describe to me. Oh. It was... Uh, well, we hummed in hard weather to play golf today, and, and thankfully the weather held off into the 18th hole and it absolutely poured. But on the third hole at Tea Tree Gully, there's a, you, you played there, and yeah. you, there's a big... Big drop of about 30, 40 metres. You just let your buggy slide down the path and, and you, you pick it up 50 metres down the track. Well, today I let it go down the path, the buggy, with all my gear on, and it suddenly headed right. It took a right turn. I don't know how, but it, and it went in the basically a running creek. Yes. And I could see it unfolding and it could do nothing. Help yeah. it was 30, 40 metres behind. Oh. And my bag filled up with water. Uh, all the balls came out. We fishing balls out of the lake. Um, my wet weather gear was wet. It was dry in there, but and I had to tip the bag out and pour the water out, and a couple of fish came out as well. But I mean, it would, would have been funny. Laugh. Yeah, it would have been funny. And I would have laughed had it been you. That's right. But you reckon I didn't go off? And the soggy sandwiches too. You know, oh, just got, yeah, knackered. It was yeah. horrendous. Yeah, and all the gloves or everything. Oh, Anyhow, it doesn't matter. No, but. We, we, we got there, through there is that. A, there is a lesson to be learnt there, David. Don't let your buggy go. Yeah. What's it got a handle for? To hold on to. Yes. Yeah, We I just know. keep learning, don't we? But I've done that a million times. Oh, I know. In the million and first. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, what about the showdown? You've got all the, the changes. Some interesting changes, too, for both teams. Yeah. Uh, Port Adelaide. Uh, Dante, uh, Van Dante, Dante Vicentini, and Darcy Byrne-Jones are in. Outs Rioli win over the suspension. Lice sets out. And Boke's been managed, they say, in the in the uh, business end of the thing. Well, my mail is he, he's probably going to be the sub. Yeah, okay. Now, they've done that to Burton, and been admitted a couple of times. Ryan's been the sub. Yeah. So I I think you'll find a handy boy to come on oh, as a midfielder, yeah. second half. I agree. With fit legs. So just just taking a bit of um, workload off uh, Travis Boke. But I don't think you'll find he's dropped. I think he'll be a sub. Yeah, that makes sense to me now. And for Adelaide, Michelini's back. Laird's back. And Keane, Mark Keane, 23-year-olds, played five games for Collingwood. The word the word, the word, word on the street this week has been he will play instead of others. I've never really seen him play. I can't remember the games he played for Collingwood. He played some good footy for in the Sandville for the Crows. But, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a good in. They've lost Murray. Murray uh, and Rankin with injury, as we've spoken and about. And Laird, back in. Yeah, so Cook and Hately out. They didn't get a big crack at it, did they? Well, I would think one of them will be the sub. sub. Probably more likely Cook, Yeah. given that Hately was the sub last week. Yeah, okay. And Cook wasn't that bad, was he? Did, did a few did things. Did a couple of yeah, things, yeah, particularly yeah, early. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. But 
I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're young, so that, that's going to be the go. I just want to talk about something here. I mean, there's others, other changes, David. Um, you've, you've just read them out to me, and I finally mine came up on the phone. Um, but Carlton, Carlton Collingwood playing oh. tomorrow. Carlton have made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And there's like six of them have been, five of them have been omitted. Kerno, Silvani injured. Honey omitted. Cowan omitted. Uh, Paddy Dow omitted. Walsh injured. So they've got Chera, Marchbank, Martin, Pitney, Owies and Cripps all coming back in. Yeah, some good ins. Yeah, though. good ins. Um, and Sam Walsh, the big one out, and Jack Silvani both are playing well, but they're both out. They are injured. The rest are being omitted. So That's a massive change, isn't it, for the team? That's... You get Cripps and Chera, uh, Pitney yeah. and Martin. Uh, you'd probably take that. I think, I think they're better off for the ones coming in the ones they've lost. George Hewitt plays his 150th game. Um, Nick Haynes drops out of the Giants. Uh, Jason Johannesson, the forgotten yeah. man, did a hamstring about six or eight weeks ago. He's back for the, the Bulldogs. Gary Rowan for the Cats. Um, yeah, and Will Ashcroft, very sad to see the young fellas out for the probably 12 months with that uh, ACL And for no Brisbane. Other, yeah, for no other reason, I've just looked at the Gold Coast Suns. Shawnee Lemons, a boy from Port Adelaide originally, he's now getting into that veteran stage. And Malcolm Roses, I, I just like saying the word Malcolm, um, so I thought I'd do that. They're, they're back in for their sons. Yeah, don't hear many uh, kids or people calling their kids Malcolm anymore. Well, you do. They're starting to come again. Are they? Yeah. means a lot of good things, Malcolm, apparently. Okay. So, um, yeah, the showdown, it is massive. Do, can I just say, we just had two recent Prime Ministers by the name of Malcolm too, you know, Malcolm Fraser and... Malcolm I don't Turnbull. think you'll see Malcolm come back for a while. David's aren't even around him. David's more popular than Malcolm, you'd think. <laughs> I would have thought. <laughs> hey, um, we're having a big birthday today too and uh, spoke with Jared Healy. He does a sports day in Melbourne and he did an editorial today uh, about the whinging poms against oh, Australia. Yep. Yep. And it was um, uh, Teddy Witten's 90. It would have been 90 today. So yeah. Teddy, he reckons Teddy would just say, stick it up him. And yeah. I reckon he might have too. So... Haven't uh, played, might play that later, but I want to play Brent Sanderson, ex-Crows coach. He knows all about showdowns. Malcolm Blight knows about showdowns, but here's him talking about what's at stake for this showdown. I think Port still have that anxiety now around trying to finish top two um, because the Lions, I I think the Lions make a grand final, Jared, if they finish second Um, because they get, they probably get the two home finals up, up, up at the Gabba. So the stakes are really high. It feels like the timing of this showdown is just perfect. Yes. Because the Crows really need to win, but so do Port. Yeah, so do Port. Uh, Port have to win, you'd think, given the yeah, given the outs. So I, I honestly I, I believe it, yeah, I, I, can had I just, Rankin yeah. played yeah. and Murray played, yeah. I think it's genuine 50-50. Yeah. But Rankin's been the X factor for the Crows. I call him the igniter. You know, just when they needed a goal, he seemed to kick one. Yeah, and he's not there. So there's not too many other... No. X factors there are there. We're, we're Port Adelaide have got Butters and Rosie and guys who can do a few tricks as well. So anyhow, as I said, if they can win, it'd be an almighty win for the Crows. Yeah, it would. I, the end's probably Lady coming back. I just want to talk to you about something you mentioned last night, David. I did some numbers on centre clearances. You know, during the year, the Adelaide Football Club has lost a lot of centre clearances in, in a quick succession, if you know what I mean. A quarter, yep. 10, 15, 20 minutes, they get smashed out of it. So I was just looking at the guys that have actually been pretty good in the midfield throughout the year. Now, the best player in the centre clearance is a guy called Darcy Parrish at 3.8. So in other words, nearly four, just under four. Per game. Per game. So one a quarter. Yeah. 
Lockie Neal, 3.7. The Bont, 3.4. And Dangerfield, 3.3. Rory Laird is the best of both Adelaide and Port Adelaide at 3.2. So Rory Laird, for all his stuff he's got, it's still less than one a quarter. So to explain a clearance, you're talking centre bounce. Centre bounce clearance. And someone picks up the ball. It's either a handball or a kick. So first First, possession. First possession. And I'll just give us some numbers today. Most of the goodies, I'm talking most of the midfielders, spend about 73, 75% of the time in the midfield. Rory Laird does. Connor Rosie spent 69. So getting up towards that 60 to 70. Jason Horn Francis, every time he goes in, he wins one in five. Every time Rory Laird goes in, he wins one in six and a half. So just to go through those sort of players, Laird, Sloan, Dawson, all are down from that. So you think when you're getting beaten out the middle, you're only going to get one in six out of seven. And you think of how many centre bounces there are. Kick 13 goals average each. Probably average 30 with Correct. plus with the start, yeah. one each quarter. Correct. I agree with that. So, yeah, so, yeah I mean, you, you, it's not as though there's no one that is absolutely dominating. No one averages more than one a quarter. Gee, I thought Rosie would have been, yeah, I, you know, three but or four. See, when, when they break away two or three times in a game. You see like, it. Wait, oh, yeah, look at yeah, that. Yeah, look at that. And you know what? They cause more damage than anyone, don't they, when yeah. they do that. But, but it's not... It's there's not as though there's been a dominant player in that regard less than one yeah, a quarter. Surprising, I thought it might yeah. have been a bit more than that. Yeah, I did too, and I hadn't done it for a, a number of years actually. But I was just thinking about Rory Laird coming back in, the boys, Rosie, all that sort of stuff. Jason Horn Francis, he he does have the best strike rate of anyone yeah. of the two teams in Adelaide. Wonder if Willem Drew will go to Dawson. I don't think Dawson's had a hard tag this year, has he? No. Willem Drew, that's his role. They set him for someone. I reckon it'd be a good matchup. I don't mind the way he plays, actually, Willem Drew. No, he gets a bit I, of ball himself. Yeah, I, I actually don't mind. And you know what? Sometimes the tag, you know, and I've used them over the journey, it's really a reference point. You read the game from there. Let him know you're about. You don't yep. have to niggle him. You don't have to annoy him. You don't have to get too close. He'll push you off. Just be a reference point. And you think, oh, hang on, I've got, to, I've got a hard day today. But sometimes I'm saying, you know, when I was coaching, I'd say, hey, there's your reference point. Now you read the game. Such an important... I agree with Sando there. Um, important game for Port Adelaide. If they drop this one and Brisbane win, they're level all the, for yeah. the first time for many, many weeks. Yeah, Brisbane well. are level with Port Adelaide. And then Port Adelaide go to Geelong next week. That won't be easy. It's never easy there, is it? And with Geelong fighting to stay in the, um, in the top eight. So... Um, I think Port should win. I think they probably will win. But if they do drop that game, suddenly, you know, the Port Adelaide being second favourite, suddenly drop down to third or fourth favourite. Yeah, I, I mean, the interesting thing, early in the year, round three, I mean, I think we both picked Port Adelaide. Yeah, I know, did. And, I said you. Yeah, and the Crows got up. So it would be an unbelievable win if Adelaide can do it and genuinely keep their final eight chances alive. It's happened before, though, hasn't it, where the big underdog has won, oh, like yeah. a massive underdog has won. Yeah. So, Generally, I looked at the history of this a couple of years ago, generally the favourite has won. But one in four, one in five, this mystery thing happens. Now, did I hear you this morning talking to Mark Bickley? And I heard his record on the showdown. Bix will be listening. It's awful. <laughs> Mark Bickley, the two-time skipper... Yeah. He, what happened there? Well, he, he played in 13 showdowns. And, and won three. Won three. And they were the first three. And I was coaching, so I told him, 
this morning. I said, you were useless uh, after I left as coach. So Porter won 10 in a row. I yeah. think they did. Yeah. I think Josh Carr played in in a heap in a row. I think Josh Carr might have only played in one losing Actually, I think, I think Mark said that this morning. I'm sorry about that, Mark, to bring it up, but I didn't. David Wildey did. He wanted to get you. No, he didn't. Uh, we've got teams. We've got Laurie Colliver. The test match starts tonight. Um, oh, yeah. wonder what which way Australia will go. I'm getting getting a feeling Cameron Green will be omitted. Yeah, I got that feeling. For his first time. Um, yeah. It just... It's a few underperformers. I mean, Australia winning 2-1, but you'd agree Green's underperformed? Correct. Probably Warner. Correct. Averaging 25? Correct. Steve Smith on his normal output? Uh, made yeah, 100? One great, one great one. Only 100, I think. No, yeah, yeah. no other score over 50. Uh, Scotty Boland? Correct. Um, Cummings other than one test? Oh, no. Pat Cummings with the other one. I don't think he's yeah. he's underperformed too. Yeah. So, there's a little bit of um, improvement, I'd say. I hope they do play a spinner too. I don't think it, it looks so one-sided. And Travis Head was found out when he became the spinner. Yeah, was he found out? Did he try and just contain rather than get wickets? I'm not sure. I I, I watched it, but I... No, he just got smashed. Yeah, but... I don't know what he's trying to do. Yeah. I I saw the batsman's eyes light up, though. (laughs) Plotty. That's six and four. I saw a six and a four on the Englishman's... uh, They just talked to him. I thought, this is easy. Yeah, I mean, you you could play a bit. Would you have taken to him, too? You'd probably milk him a bit, I think. Keep him on. Yeah. Just two or three and over. Yeah, But they play a little bit different. Uh, um, We've got the teams to come up, as I said. And also, Miles Bergman... For Port Adelaide fans, stick around. Great to see Miles re-signed for Port Adelaide. Great news for Kia and Lumo. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 and Lumo Energy SA. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. Um, do you reckon the um, Australian women's soccer team have got some injury problems? You mentioned last night. Yeah, with their concussions, yeah. They're still not saying how it happened. No. How, how can it happen? They must have banged heads. No, they, they said it was separate instances. And the other thing is the swimming. What's it? I mean, we haven't mentioned the swimming that much, but there's some unbelievable records by the Australian boys and girls at the World must Swimming Must be a Champions. fast pool. Can you have a fast and slow pool? Apparently, well, this sounds funny, but they some I've heard that terminology. Now, I've got no idea. I was... I sunk to the bottom. You're in a great I, no, 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 I, I. no. I got there, but yeah, and it's in Japan, of course. So, but we've had some great highlights, and uh, I'm sure the people, and it's pretty good TV to watch as well. Malcolm Blind, and David Wildey, this is Sports Day SA. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023, Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts, and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Time now for a Sandful update. Thanks to Host Plus. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Yeah, getting to the pointy end, too, of the Sandful. And uh, one of my roosters in hang around that five. It's They need to keep winning. And uh, Glenelga being the front runners. Still have been up there for quite a while. And Port, the Crows had their moments. But, um, yeah. What do you got for us, Blighty? Which of the games? Okay, on Saturday, Sturt are playing Woodville West Torrens at uh, the Unley Oval, Wigan Oval. Um, who are you going for, David? I'm going for Sturt. Daniel Menzel just quietly slipped yeah, away from the club. Yeah, it's gone planing pad the way yeah. down the south. Yeah, look, I, I, you know, I, I find it hard to pick against my own old team, but but you know you what, we are, we, 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 we're we being serious to, now. We, yeah, we've got to be professional yes. and go with the form team, which is Sturt. Sturt. Yep. 
Adelaide versus Port Adelaide as the uh, curtain raiser to the uh, showdown. Oh, both have uh, got injuries. The Crows have got... Uh, oh, I might go Adelaide. Oh, I have too. Without, it, without any, any confidence. No, don't know why either. Okay. And quite radio when you don't say anything. It's not good. If we, 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 no, we they, just, I think yeah. people can hear you thinking. Oh, okay. It's, it's very thinking good. Time. Okay, okay. Sunday, South Adelaide playing West Adelaide at Flinders University Oval down at Noolunga. Yeah, yeah. West has been very competitive, but yeah. South just have to win this one. So I'm going to tip the Panthers. So am I. Norwood playing Central Districts at Cooper Stadium. Yeah, Norwood. I mean, they've had a wretched year. They've been in a few games recently. Central Districts have been better this year, haven't they? Yeah. And Nord, I think Nord only won the three games, yeah. six points. But Cooper Stadium, home stadium, Redlegs. Mm, so do I. North Adelaide playing Glenelg at your oh. beloved Prospect Oval, David. Now that's on is that Saturday afternoon. Sunday. Oh, two, Sunday. Sunday, two forty. Two forty. Okay. Um, Might be two ten. Well, two ten. I'm going Glenelg, Malcolm. Now I reckon it's the first time I've tipped against North all year. You're kidding, Glenelg. Guess where I've gone. Glenelg? Yeah. I think they're the best side. Yeah. Look, I really do think they're the best side, so no real surprise there. AFL tips um, for the Toolkit Depot. Gear up for winter at Toolkit Depot. Just before you get there, David, you know we talked about the Matildas and this uh, soccer, the girls. Playing Nigeria? Yeah, playing Nigeria tonight at Suncourt, Brisbane. Can they win it with, with two of the superstars of their team out and a third as well? Well, three out and two, two are strikers. Um, yeah. Where are Nigeria ranked? Uh, just below Australia. Below Australia, yeah. No, I think Australia. I think they'll get home with the the crowd, but it's a worry. Mm. Running out of men, running out of women, I should say. <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah, all, all right, all hands on deck. Yeah, okay. So now, if we'll flick back now to the AFL round twenty, Friday night, Carlton playing Collingwood, MCG. Fantastic game. Well, this, I reckon, this year's been the hardest tipping. I'm in not any competition, the first time ever, and I used to worry about tips and this and that. But I still reckon it's hard. Of course it is. Um, how do you tip against Collingwood? Exactly. You don't? You don't. Collingwood for me? Thank you. Saturday, Geelong playing Fremantle. You can do this one pretty I reckon, I reckon the Cats will win this one by 10 goals plus if it's mm. at all fine weather. Yeah. 10 goals plus. I've got them down for a win. Western Bulldogs playing the Giants in Gee, Ballarat. In Ballarat. Giants have won their last six. See Johannesson back? Yes, he is. Rory Lobb comes back in. Now, I reckon the Bullies in Ballarat can beat the Giants, Malcolm. I'm oh. going. I reckon they'll stop their their wonderful okay. run. So might Gold Coast Suns playing Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah, so. they've won most of the last clashes. Yeah, Essendon playing Sydney. This is the hardest one of the round for mm. me. Um, Bombers have been disappointing. Sydney Swans. I go the Swans. I don't know why. Oh wow, DW. You've got Essendon. Oh, I've got Essendon. He pounced on that one. Yeah, I did. Adelaide playing Port Adelaide. Apparently, thing called the showdown. Fifty-four. Yeah, I mean. I think uh, cool head, you'd have to go Port Adelaide. I yeah. think just thinking clearly. Ca calculating. Calculating, yeah. yeah I think. Well, uh, and if, look, as you said, if the Crows get up and win, it's it's one of the great wins, you know, if, in Sunday, their history. Hawthorne, St Kilda. Hawthorne and St Kilda. It's a tough game, too. I'll go on a limb and go St Kilda. So have I. <laughs> Richmond, Melbourne. Richmond, Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne for me. Same as me, and West Coast versus North Melbourne in and WA. Who cares? No, I shouldn't say that. No, you shouldn't. Uh, I'm going to go North Melbourne. So have I. Wow. We, you only had one different, Sydney and Essendon. All that for FIFA Women's World Cup has arrived in Adelaide. Tan Tanya, visit FIFA.
sportsdaysa.com slash tickets. Malcolm Blunt and David Wildey, this is Sports Day SA. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Malcolm Blight, David Wildey. Really sad to see the Ashes is coming to an end in, in three or four days or four or five days. I've really enjoyed it. And I've really enjoyed our next guest who's provided us with all the updates and a few scoops at times too. Ooh, and yes. uh, he's lucky. I'm very envious that Laurie Collar was over there. The fifth test at the Oval. What's the weather like? Will they get playing? Let's welcome the man. Hi, Loz. How are you? G'day, Wilday. G'day, Blighty. G'day, listeners. Yeah, it's going to be a, a gap in our lives when this is all over on uh, Monday. <laughs> what are we going to do with ourselves? I, I, Laurie, you, you've seen every, every pretty well every ball bolt. I still reckon it's 50-50. I don't think... Um, Australia about any superiority really if if England had pulled their head in a couple of times it could be you know two one their way or or three three love even I mean, who knows as we've discussed there's been critical moments um, you know the declaration of Birmingham where England was sailing along at eight for three ninety three if they'd have batted on when Joe Root was one hundred and eighteen and Ollie Robinson was in they could have got four fifty and really done the shutout on Australia and then at Lords when uh, the Aussies made four sixteen England were one for one hundred and eighty. Three very bad uh, dismissals there with uh, Duckett, uh, Harry Brook, and um, also Joe Root. So, you know, you've got to look at these things. And uh, in isolation, they, in years to come, will be probably the two critical moments England will look back on and say um, they should have done better. And also, I suppose, when Stokes didn't declare at lunch on the third day at, um, in the last Test match at Manchester, I mean, if he had declared 189 ahead, they may well have bowled Australia mm. out in the day and the session they had on the fourth day when it stopped running. So... You can look at all these things, but at the ma- at the end of the day, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Mm, yeah, coulda, woulda, shoulda. No change for the English team, by the sound of it? Yeah, a bit of a surprise. Um, obviously, bit, well, that's another area I reckon England have been a bit too sentimental with James Anderson. He's only got four weeks at 70-odd in this series. And, you know, it's a bit overcast here this morning. He might get a bit of help here, but he's down on speed. He's 41 on uh, Sunday, which is uh, amazing. Oh achievement but he's not going to finish on a high you look at Stuart Broad who's four or five years his junior he's still bowling as well as ever and probably could play in Australia in uh, the next Ashes series in two and a half years time so yeah it's an interesting one I don't know if there's uh, you know the sentiment thing for me I just think you've just got to bite the bullet sometimes and tell blokes to retire and I know you know we've still got Warner in the side he should probably retire as well, but uh, he's a little bit younger than James Anderson, I guess. <laughs> hey, the great EJ Whitten would have been 90 today, Loz. He would have just said, stick it up him if, if, to the Poms. That's what he would have said. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's a great name. Remember that day we were there, Wildo, in 95? It was about three degrees of the MCG watching yeah. him getting driven around and uh, never forget it. Most emotional moment I think I've yeah, seen. Yeah, it was in one footy. of the, I went to the funeral actually in in Melbourne at the time. It was one yeah. of the biggest funerals. Now Malcolm and I were discussing some of these Aussie cricketers. I want you to rate them or rank them if you like, par, sub par, or above par, because I reckon a few of these names have been disappointing. Uh, Scotty Boland, obviously sub par. Oh yeah, two wickets at about a hundred, definitely sub par. They expected him to do well in the series and basketball completely. Uh, stuffed him and, and it might have wrecked his career. He might not play another test match. Cam Green? Uh, below par. Um, he's had some useful efforts with bat and ball. A couple of good catches here and there, but yeah, definitely below par. Looks very scratchy when he first comes in the bat. And the word is he's going to miss out for um, 
for Murphy, who is uh, marking his run out as I speak. David Warner? Uh, below par, I said to a few mates at the Kenzie Hotel before I went away, David, that if Warner averages 30 in the series, I'd take it. Well, he's averaging about 25. <laughs> um, just subpar, because you, you, you lower the bar for, for yeah. Warner over here. And he did play a pretty important innings at Lords. He got 66, I think it was, on a, on a pretty tricky pitch. But, um, you know, that's just how it is. He's not able to make runs in these conditions on a regular basis. Now, here's a couple of bigger names. Paddy Cummins? Yeah, well, I think... Captaincy-wise, just a par. Just a par. I think some of his tactics uh, when they were winning were questionable with too many blokes on the boundary. And I think, you know, even when Stokes was going at Lords and also at Headingley, you know, to have nine on the fence, you've got to ask yourself, how are you going to get someone out with nine on the fence? It's, it's basically only batsman error. Um, I would have had a cover in a mid-wicket and seven on the fence maybe when Stokes mm. was going nuts at Lords. But at the end of the day, two from two. And then since then, in Australia, have regained the ashes. So you've got to give him at least a, a narrow pass mark for captaincy. Bowling-wise, apart from the last test, he's been very good. Steve Smith? Uh, just under par, averaging in the 30s or thereabouts. Um, well below what we'd hoped mm. for. Obviously a long way below. He's 774 at 119 in the last series. I mean, no one's ever going to do that again. But, you know, he played well at Lords, but since then has struggled in the extra speed of... Uh, Mark Wood has been a concern for him and a number of other batsmen. Kerry has been good with the gloves. Perhaps would have liked to get a few more runs. Yeah, I agree with that. Got a bit rattled after the Lord's uh, situation with Bear State. Uh, keeping nine out of ten. Absolutely sensational. Probably nine and a half. But yeah, batting has slipped a bit since the early games. Nisa, Michael Nisa, will he play? No, no. I don't think he's going to mark him. I haven't seen him mark his run up. He's just standing around here at the moment. I'm very close to the nets and where the Aussies are gathering, and uh, he's not doing a lot. It would surprise me if he's played. So, what are you expecting, Loz? Um, England, what were their tactics again? Um, obviously, to- the toss is important. Will they put Australia in if they win it, or what's the pitch like? Well, normally at this joint, you bat first 100 times out of 100, but it is a little bit overcast, it is a little bit blowy, and there is a little bit of rain coming in from the west. I don't think it's going to be too much of a problem. Just looking at the forecast, not too bad today, cloudy tomorrow. A bit of rain Saturday, Sunday. Monday looks quite wet. So uh could be over in four days too, these dead rubbers off and half. But uh, I would still be inclined to bat first. But, you know, having said that, um, it may not be up to Australia because England have won every toss. India won the World Test uh, Championship toss. So uh, I think it's, what, that's that 16 to 1, 32 to 1. Uh, it could be England winning the toss again, which would be uh, remarkable. I think Mark Taylor won every toss in 98, 99. It's, it's a rare thing, but it's uh, obviously... It's a 50-50 chance. We'll see what happens. Laurie, you probably don't know this, and I haven't seen anything for the whole of this series, but seeing it's the last test, where you are there yep. at the Oval, I actually have played on that ground um, in, an outst- <laughs> in, in a reasonably outstanding manner. You played all right? Yeah, and uh, I met a, a person by the name at that particular ground by the name of King Charles. <laughs> so I just wanted to let you well, know that. Was he king then? No, he was, he was. Maybe he was a prince. He was a prince at the time, but he's a king now. <laughs> he was a Bonnie Wee prince, wasn't he? In 1972, I'm actually standing probably in the forward pocket where you might have just had a little rest from your ruck roving duties in that game. I'm sure you're playing ruck rover. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great venue, and of course, um, the heir apparent to the uh, the royal crown, um, Prince William, now owns this joint. So. I don't know if we'll see him, but uh, I'll be happy if Kate turns up for a cup of tea later today. That'd now, be nice. I, I, and just put, try, to try and show some more colour on this wonderful ground that we're at, uh, just behind the ground is a thing called the Beefeater Gin premises. 
and uh, my darling yeah. wife and I were just on a trip over there and we had a, a, a wonderful trip to the Beefeater Gin and learned all about the juniper seeds and all the things you can do sure. with gin. Wow. So if you get oh, a mate, break... That's, that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> that's fascinating. Now, I'll tell you the other thing. I'll tell you the other thing. The, um, we've got the old gasometer. So yeah, of course. Me. Yep. Decommissioned, decommissioned in 2014. And, uh, well, we'll see a bit of gas later in the day when Mark Woodbowl so should be entertaining. No, 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 just know... When Laurie says that's fascinating, put a bit more. Yeah. And of course, uh, when I played at the famous Arden Street and the gasometer there, so we had something in common with the King, the, the Oval, and the Arden Street ground. Gee, that, that's just not cricket, is it? We've just got away from there. Hey, Laurie, and all hey, the. Hey, well, I just quickly, well, I just quickly, there's enough gas being spoken about at the moment with <laughs> North Melbourne, the Oval, yeah. oh, oh, and gin, beef eaters, gin, and. <laughs> Hey, Los, just in summing up, and, and we'll, we'll speak with you early next week too to wrap up the. Where does yep. this rank yep. in all the tours you've been yeah. to? Because I've just been fascinated by the series. I know the one when Lee and Kasparitz in the last stand was a wonderful series too, and McGrath and Gillespie and all these top. Mm. Where does this Where does this rank? Well, personally, it ranks as the best trip I've been on for lots of reasons. You've seen a lot of my Facebook photos, uh, Wilde, and uh, it's good food and a good drink and whatever else. But, no, the tightness of the first three test matches will stay with me. I know 05 was riveting for lots of reasons, but the margins in the games weren't uh, you know, that close, although the second test was close and the fourth test was close. But we've had three in a row here that were unbelievable. And let's hope it finishes well. If England get to 2-2, two, two, good on them. They probably deserve it. If we win 3-1, they deserve it again. But yeah. no, overall, it's been awesome, mate, I have to say. With your knowledge, the fact that you're at the Oval now, in a prediction, mm. a Laurie Colliver prediction that will go down in the annals <laughs> of the history and the Test Series uh, in the UK, what are you predicting, young fella? Mm. Well, I think England can win this Test, I think, and they probably will. I think we just... Got to find something. I'm just not sure we can find it. We've sealed the uh, the deal on what we came here to do. It's just a matter of whether they can bounce back. The only problem with England is they might be a little bit down after, um, um, you know, getting rolled in that uh, drawn situation at Manchester. We'll have to wait and see, but I do like England in this game. I think they're on the upward curve. And they're the form horse in the field at the moment. I'm still getting over 10 euros for an ice cream. We can believe that. I've, I've felt for you last week. Well, hey, hey Will, I'm back with the duck wraps for this test too. 12.50 a pop. And they are worth every, uh, every pound. What sort, of, what sort of sauce do you have on those duck wraps, mate? A bit of hoisting. Very nice. Oh, oh very good. Beautiful. Thanks, Loz. Uh, enjoy the next few days. Look forward to catching up when we get back, boys. Cheers. Yeah, Laurie Colliver. <laughs> he was totally engrossed with your North Melbourne and your beef eater and gin and uh, this and that. <laughs> a lot of funny things I've heard. Yeah, well, you've got to fill in. You yeah, know, even you a, lost it a, there for a while. No, no, there's a lot of things that don't happen on in, in test cricket. And, you know, it goes quiet. So you've got to create something. Hey, uh, Brodie Grundy looking to come to Port Adelaide. Oh, yeah, yeah. Matthew Lloyd had some sort of take on that. Let's have a look here from Matty Lloyd. I've got no issue either that you change your plans from what they were at the start to the end to win a premiership, but uh, I don't think he'll be at the club. Where do you reckon he goes? Really? Do you think uh, he's, yeah. he's got to, if he's going to go, he's going to look for a premiership? Yes, yeah, I think so. Port Adelaide uh, yeah, he either point. fights it out at Melbourne next year or Port Adelaide looks like he may have a third home if he doesn't get played again this year. And this is not speculation. You're hearing this around, yes, eh? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think he, yeah, what he was spoken to about and what it's turned into, uh, the goalposts have changed. Well... It could happen, I guess. Uh, it's it's a long shot. There's a lot of things got. To, there's a lot of moving parts to that, isn't there? There's got to be a bit about Collingwood. There's got to be a bit about Melbourne, and then there's got obviously something about Port Adelaide. So it's a, it's a three way. See, well, Crows. You wouldn't put the Crows hat in the ring too. I, 
I'd, I'd, no, get no. A, I'd get a midfielder. I'm, I'm telling you, save your cash for a great midfielder. And Porter also, after Radagalia, I reckon he might leave the Cats. He hasn't got much of a go after. No, he hasn't after the start. And they need man. another tall so, defender. Yes, Imagine Alia and Radagalia down back. Yeah, I'd, a bit of height there. Yeah, that, that would certainly be one that I would be chasing as well. Yeah, I, I know. Grundy, third club, just hasn't worked out at Melbourne, no, that's for sure. Not and yet. Max Gorn, though, is 32-33. Interesting. It is 6.42. Well, bloody time to talk now to a a young man that's really making his mark at AFL level, Miles Bergman, for tyre power. A winter safety sale now on 25% off equivalent. Four for three on selected Falcon tyres. Tyre power. Get your free five-minute safety check. It's a massive signing, isn't it? It is indeed. Because we all thought he perhaps was gone. Uh, Well, you always wait. Always wait for the player to make the decision. Obviously, they've got a lot of things to think about. uh, But I know Port Adelaide are wrapped that he stayed. Well, he's playing good footy and he's got another decade of good footy left in him. Hello, Miles. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, Tell us the reasons, the factors. I mean, obviously, you had to weigh up a lot, Victorian boy. Uh, whether you stay or go. And, I mean, Port Adelaide and, and the supporters obviously delighted you're staying. But what did it come down to for you? Yeah, of course. It is always a tough decision for anyone, I reckon. But, um, like you said, uh, the club's been really good for me pretty much since day one. Uh, I get along with the boys really well and I'm really close with them. So I think we've got a really good group and we've been playing really good footy. So just the thought of pushing finals and having a really young, strong team that can... Um, go the whole way. Did you have moments, though, I mean, went on for a few weeks, did you moments think, oh, I might go, no, I'm going to stay, no, I'm going to go, or, or were you f- fairly steadfast that you were staying? Uh, it definitely plays through your head, but I tried not to like think about it too much. Like, obviously, there was a lot of media about it, um, but I was just trying to focus on getting a good run of footy and um, just staying fit and healthy and then making up my decision as as it went it's funny Port don't lose many they've gained a lot of people from other clubs but um, I think the ones that let go like like Chad Wingard and a couple others they were you know they're happy for them to go so it's a club where where most players stick around miles isn't it they're a very close club definitely very good environment and like I said yeah the culture and the players and the staff and everyone's very close so I think they've done really well obviously in their history to maintain some big names and um yeah, hopefully they can keep doing that. Yes, indeed. Uh, showdown 54, this mm. is. 53 before you, 27 to Port Adelaide, 26 to Adelaide. It's a great rivalry. It is a great rival. Now, if it was just on your form, Miles, I looked it up today, you've played in four, you've won three and lost one. So it's not your fault you're only <laughs> one in front, mate. You should be two in front. <laughs> yeah, it's a great rivalry. Um, it's always exciting and a big week for both of us, so... Um, I'm sure both teams will be ready to go, and we've definitely been pumped for a while. Yeah, now we'll get back to that in a minute. I just want to ask you, how did the review go last week after the the narrow loss? What did the coach do? What did Ken Hinckley do? What did your line coach do? How did they approach the week? I mean, it was was a great game of footy. It's just someone had to lose. But So how did they do the review? We had a a big chat about um, that middle of the year, we said, look, we're going really well. Um, obviously, we've won however many in a row and we don't want to have to change the way we review things just because we get a loss or we have a few losses. Like, um, So we pretty much reviewed how we'd normally review um, and we sort of said to ourselves, 
look, it was a great game. We've done all the things right, just little things such as like finishing. Could have kicked a few more goals a bit easier and we were a bit unlucky with how straight they were kicking. So um, just review little things that we can improve on and just keep being positive. We don't want to just all of a sudden flick a switch and make everything negative just because we've lost. Yeah, Miles Bergman, our guest. I thought it was a stunning game, one of the best games of the year, if not the best. Uh, Miles, the pace um, and the pressure of that game, is that up a level from you know perhaps a normal home and away? Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Um, I think it was definitely fast and intense. Uh, felt like a final, uh, that's for sure. And um, that's sort of what we aim to do going in and pretty much what we aim to do every week is to apply pressure and at the top level. So um, hopefully we can keep doing that. A couple of sore boys. How do you generally pull up after a game? We look at Scotty Lysett. He's had, he's had a few issues. Charlie Dixon looked like he's been shot a couple of times but always get, gets back up. Um it's a tough game in there. How long does it take for you to get right after a you know, big game? Um, to be honest, probably never. Like I've Oof. had a bit of a niggle going on most of the year, but um, that's being managed. And I do, I do get up for games, and um, I feel better throughout the week. But um, oh. it's still sort of lurking around. I've had sore groins and a bit of a stress fracture in my pelvis early in the year, but. <laughs> oh. Um, hanging on and um, getting right every week. So we keep going. Obviously, you've got very good physiotherapists there, Miles, and good good doctors. Yeah, that's right. They look after everyone and yeah. make sure. What, David, do you mean you, you played great every week? I, n- I never felt great every anyway. No, I think, the, oh, I think the pressure and the pace and the distance they run now is way different to back when we played. It's more mark kick and stop start. They just have to run whether you've got the ball or not and... Uh, it's interesting. I was expecting him. I will say, no, I'm right. In a couple of days, uh, we see Charlie and the bigger blokes. But there no, you go. No, that, you see, you you de- backs it up. You deep defenders, not like us midfielders and forward line oh, players. We I have see. people running around everywhere. <laughs> Anyhow, it doesn't matter. Well, well said. Good on you, Miles. Hey, listen, um, Dante Vicentini is going to play along with Darcy Byrne Jones. So a youngster and a bit more experience coming back in. Obviously, Rioli and Lysetta are out. So it's it's good to see him get another chance, Dante. Yeah, of course. Um, we always look up to um, give everyone a chance that we can. Uh, Port have showed that in the past, playing a lot of their young players. So um, Hathaway did pretty well the other week, and it's good to see him have another go. There's a bit of um, attention and unwanted attention and unwarranted attention on Willie Rioli after such a great game. Everyone's on a high, and then these idiots get out, and, and it happens every year, we know, and they, they say things and really can hurt hurt someone badly, but... Great to see that the vision, Miles, during the week of all the team around Willie supporting him. I mean, as we said, we know you're a close, close-knit club, but that's great. He'd, he'd be feeling really good about that, I think, after what was a you know bad couple of days. Yeah, of course. We, we focus on that uh, massively, just making sure everyone feels welcome, no matter who they are and, and what they do. So um, whether it's a coach, player, staff, anything, um, we make sure they're all welcome and um, especially Junior, we love him and he brings a lot of good energy to the club so we have to repay him and we definitely want to make sure he's in the best hands. Have you got any answers how we can stop it? I mean, often it's people hiding behind the, the keyboard and we don't even know if that it's their account and things like that, but it, it's got to be some way, I reckon. I reckon it's almost, um, you know, it should be a, a penalty, almost you know, a criminal offence, I think, but uh, I mean, it really can 
playing the the player's mind. Yeah, I think it's disgraceful. Um, but like you said, I hope there is something we can do about it. I'm not much of a tech guru, so I don't know um, how you can sort that out if people are using hidden accounts. But um, at the end of the day, we want that out of the game. We want that yeah. off social media. So uh, we just want to look after the players and make well sure said. we're all mentally right. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I asked you the question about the review of the loss last week. Now, how's the build-up been? Is it is it internally, there's still that little buzz around the change rooms? Oh, oh, oh this is the, the neighbour. We've got, we got to beat the neighbour. And, and just feel the whole thing rising a bit? The coaches rise a little bit too? Yeah, I think every showdown's the same. Um, big build-up and really exciting um, for us as a club. And we just get that extra kick of energy to really want to um, get the win. How much do you focus on Adelaide? I mean, they, they've been in most games and they've lost a lot of close ones, but um, how much is spent on the Crows? Um, like probably a, reason, a reasonable about, same as most clubs, I think. Not Nothing extra. Um, just look at them and how they've been going and what sort of structure they play and how they go about their game, but nothing extra compared to any other club, just a normal review week, more focused on what we can do better, what we can do to help ourselves and stop the other team. So would you know, for example, who you'll stand? Do they, the coaches say, OK, is your match-up or do you see how they line up? How does that work? Uh, depends on, yeah, the personnel and um, where you're playing and stuff. Uh, there'll be a few uh, move-arounds and stuff this week, but um, there's definitely always a few that will maybe get a match-up. Obviously, a key back will have a key forward and that yep. sort of thing. But um, usually, especially with us at the moment, it's just been whoever's there can take whoever because um, we're pretty confident that everyone can get the job done on anyone. Now, Blighty and I reckon you shouldn't be pigeonholed as a defender. You went down there through necessity at times and played some good footy, but you don't mind the wing, do you? Even, even going forward and kicking a goal, so you don't want to just be a permanent backman, do you? No, that's right. I'd love to get up the ground. And um, I think the club have been pretty honest and open with me about about that. And, and they, they feel the same. It's just that at the meantime, um, that's where they need me. So I'm willing to play that. Yeah, I'm just looking up your Brownlow medal votes. Can't find any for you yet, mate. I'll be this year. This Not year? Yet. Yeah. So that's why you want to go in the midfield. Pinch some votes <laughs> off Butters and Rosie. A couple of good little players. <laughs> I think they got enough of a... <laughs> oh, I mean, actually, we should we should acknowledge Connor Rosie. I mean, 100 games, games he's got yeah. there very, very quickly. And most of the games he's played have been very good, but uh, a great achievement. I think he's only 23, uh, still only 23. What a player. And, and isn't it interesting? You add William Drew to that, and then you Jason Orn Francis, you've got Miles. There's a good nucleus of young fellas at the club now. I know you've got your veterans, but, gee, there's, a, there's an exciting group of you, Miles. You must love playing. Yeah, it's very exciting. Like I said before, the young young talent that we have in the team and um, the bright future we have is really exciting to play with and, and the style of footy we play is great as well. Who can do the most tricks, uh, Butters or Rosie at, at training? They're both pretty skillful and clever. I'd say Rose is better with a soccer ball, but he's probably got more tricks with the footy. <laughs> well, Miles, um, good luck this weekend. And, and once again, we really are thrilled that you've signed on for... For Port Adelaide, a lot of people thought you might have gone, but you've stayed, still only a young man, and uh, good luck for the rest of the year. Thank you. Thanks, guys. 
Miles Bergman playing some good footy, but sort of almost forced to go back, wasn't he? When yeah, Tom Jonas went out yeah, of the numbers, side and numbers, pure numbers, and but I think he's going to be there for a while now, though. At that wing, I know it, it looked like he'd be fantastic on the wing because of his marking. You know, got a feeling like, he started to forward, yeah, play yeah, the forward yeah. as a junior, yeah. and and through the middle. middle so. so yeah. Well, there we go, Malcolm. Another big week of footy. I can't wait for the showdown. I mean, it'd be a big surprise, wouldn't it, if Adelaide. Yeah. Through lack of personnel, they're missing some big players. Port Adelaide a couple out as well. Yes. But I think they can cover theirs a bit better than the Crows. And um, I am tipping Port Adelaide. We spoke about that before. I just, But if Adelaide can manufacture a win, it'd be remarkable. In, in the classical statement, it would be a win for the ages, David. It would be. And Teddy Whitten would have been 90 today. Yeah, so unbelievable. KG was 84 yesterday. And... Uh, Will you have a great weekend? Golf tomorrow? Yeah, hopefully. Just if you get near a creek. Don't, don't go. Don't let your bag go. And it was okay. most embarrassing thing. You reckon I didn't lose it. I told you <laughs> I lost it. Um, see you Monday. Do it all again. Have a great weekend. Monday between 6 and 7. Bye for now. Bye, David.